Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm about to kill all my neighbors. <laughs> Today it is episode 20 of Transformers Cybertron. It is honor. This is the third time we're recording this fucking episode, dear listener, which was written by Manabu Ishikawa. And the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Dr. Lucy Suzuki was an idiot who helped the kids waste all of our time. And in this episode, Lori and Bud want to join the Autobots on Beastie Boy Planet. Yep, we're at the Autobot base and Hotshot, Alert and Override, who were in the last episode just fine, are recovering from all the wacky shenanigans that I got up to on Speed Planet, which was the episode before this one. But uh, Bud and Lori want to go to Jungle Planet. And because, uh, you know, uh, Colby got to go to Speed Planet, which which wasn't the Autobots' choice. Kobe just did that in his own. But yeah, Jetfire and Scattershot, who should be the one recovering, if anybody, since he got frozen last time, they still think it's too dangerous. Do you know what this reminds me of? What, I, I don't remember this, but I've been told this story many times. When I was like four years old, maybe, my parents on the Christmas tree used to hang gingerbread cookies. Like that was one, like gingerbread men were one of the Christmas decorations. And they were old and stale as fuck. They were made for decorations. <laughs> but my two-year-old sister gets one and like bites into it and is eating it. And as a four-year-old, I see my sister eating a cookie and I'm like, I want a gingerbread man. My mother was like, John, no, they're, they're old and stale. You don't want one. I was like, I want a gingerbread man. So she ends up just six whatever and she gives me an old stale ass gingerbread cookie it's like <laughs> this is what that reminds me of too. bud did something against the rules and now Lori's being an idiot yeah but there is this neat thing here where uh, bud's imagining that he's a space cowboy riding a space horse or something like that on jungle planet and he's got the lasso and everything else that was kind of neat i like how it cuts to way to to what he's thinking like it's like what you said before it's, it's an eight-year-old being an eight-year-old yeah we've said that a few times they do a good job of making bud be eight um but he's i guess he's not going to go on this one either way um kobe is he's kind of saying to Lurie like hey you shouldn't go because i went to speed planet or velocitron whatever because i have skills and talent and hotshots like dude don't be a dick but <laughs> yeah. while they're talking to Lori and over Override. override talks to Lee. It's weird. I don't know who's not hearing who, but Override says to Lori, hey, don't worry. I'll take you along to Beastie Boy Planet and calls her little sister, which I do like. Well, yeah, Lori even says, I've always wanted a big sister. And Hotshot even looks over at Override like, who are you talking to? Or did you say something? Because I guess because Lori's down on the other side of Override and Hotshot can't see her. I don't know. It's whatever. Th this is just that Shakespearean aside thing where yeah. like Lori and Override basically looked at the audience and said, ha, wink, wink, girls got to stick together and then <laughs> went on. But um, th we go to Beastie Boy Planet then and Optimus Prime, Leo Breaker and Vector Prime just uh, approach Snarl or not Snarl, uh, Scourge on his throne. Yeah, and basically Scourge is Eddie Murphy's dad because he's like, it's my planet. If you don't like it, get the fuck out kind of thing. And Optimus says, like, we didn't come to fight. But uh, then he and Leo Breaker combine to show their strength as a sign of respect. Which they think will make Scourge want to talk with them. But Scourge is like, no, I've said it before. It's open combat. You have to defeat me. Yeah, and Megatron's here, too. And he calls Optimus a coward for not wanting to fight Scourge. And Optimus is like, well, yeah, you're the one that ran the last time, man, not me. And then Scourge reminds Optimus that, yeah, if he wants to talk, he has to fight first. And then Megatron starts stirring the pot even more. He's like, well, Optimus is only doing this to deliberately mock you and your laws. And Leo Breaker starts to get pissed off. He's like shaking, trying to get aside or away from Optimus. Scourge cyber keys. I do like that his two side heads, the dragon heads came up over his shoulders in robot mode and breathe fired Optimus. And Optimus is like, okay, uh, oh, wait, no. 
This is when Leo Breaker's like, you know what? I've had enough. He breaks off Optimus and Cyberkeys himself. Yep, because the only thing this guy will listen to is brute strength. And Scourge is like, well, at least there's one lion among you lambs. And like, you know, at least this guy gets it kind of thing. But yeah, Leo Breaker uses a Cyberkey and just smashes Scourge one. And Scourge uses his fire breath attack on Leo, uh, Leo Breaker. But it doesn't seem to do anything because I'm thinking because Overhaul, you know, did his training getting in the lava, but then Scourge just flying sidekicks him onto his back. And Megatron moves in for the kill. He's like, oh, I'll take this guy out and goes to smash him. But Scourge stops him and is like, no, 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 he's a warrior and he fought fair and square and he got defeated, but he, that's not enough to kill him back off. And Megatron says something that did not sit right with me. He says to Scourge, as you wish, yeah. which no, Megatron does not say as you wish to anybody. Maybe to Unicron in the movie when Unicron's got power over him. But aside yeah. from that, no. Even then, it's only when it's either do what Unicron says or die. But even then, yeah, it's still only Unicron. And, and even then, technically, it's Galvatron, not Megatron. So I did not like hearing that line come out of David Kay's mouth. <laughs> but, uh, then Scourge tells Optimus, this changes nothing between us, though, and uh, he and his boys leave, and the Autobots go to help Leo break her up, but he's kind of like, back off, man! I, like, he needs to go listen to himself for a while, and Optimus thinks they both have some thinking to do in commercial break. So when we come back, Leo Breaker has probably gone off to his crying place, <laughs> um, but Vector Prime and not Rhinox are watching Optimus just stand at a cliff, staring into nothing, and uh, <laughs> I guess... Um, not Rhinox? Oh, I forget who it is, but one of them tells the other that Leo Breaker and Optimus are good friends. Yep, they've even though it's been overhaul for, you no know, 99 point, however many decimals you want of their existence up to this point, but yeah. Which, you know what? No, that's okay. I, I'm okay with that because overhaul is his dead name. He is now oh, Leo yeah. Breaker. Touché, yeah. And it's, it's I, I can, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. But we then go to Snarl, who's looking around for Leo Breaker in the jungle. He's pissed off at him. Yep. And then with the nice, gentle, relaxing guitar music in the background, it cuts to the <laughs> volcano and then it goes inside. And Leo Breaker is punching the wall because he's so pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Snarl shows up and he's like, hey, dude, stop being a big baby, which I'm... I'm He's right, because Leo Breaker is just off in his crying place. But um, Leo Breaker says, no, I'm not going to return to the Autobots until I can defeat uh, Scourge, which, dude, you already know you can't do that. You have been training. It, you have to combine with Optimus to defeat him. Yeah, and I guess that's what he was doing here, is just punching the wall to train to, you know, beat Scourge. But uh, Snarl says, well, we saw a side of Scourge earlier today that we haven't seen in a long time when he spared you. Yes, which brings us back to Not Rhinox, who starts to tell Optimus that Beastie Boy Planet used to be total chaos, so he decided to train some of the Beastie Boys to become actual leaders, and the two he trained were, were uh, Snarl and Scourge. Yep, those were his two best students, and then it cuts to Leo Breaker commenting on Snarl being one of the uh, backstop students, so I guess Backstop and Snarl are both telling the same story to different, I want to say people, at the same time. Yeah, different characters. I like this. I, it's a good way to show that more than one character, person, whatever, is uh, is being given exposition. And it keeps it a little dynamic and that it's not just one voice narrating the whole time. They're jumping back and forth. It, it was something. But this gives us a flashback where uh, Scourge defeats Snarl in like a training fight and is like, hey, I won, buddy. What do you think? Hey, buddy, buddy, buddy. Yep. And he's like, you want to go for best two out of three? And buddy. then he beats him again. And he's like, well, you want to go for best out of five? Buddy. And uh, that, I'm thinking that's got to be a reference to the, I think it's 
it's the second Bill and Ted movie where they're playing all the different games with Death to try and beat him. Death keeps going like, no, best two out of three, best of five, and then they beat him again. Best of seven, you're damn right. Now, you know, I haven't seen, uh, what one's that? Bogus, I think no, it's Bogus, Bogus Journey. Journey, Excellent Adventure. Yeah, I haven't seen Bogus Journey and I haven't seen the new one. I heard it's not great, but Excellent Adventure is still a fun, fun movie. Anyway, um, they're fighting and then, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Grimlock with the fin. Um, undermine. Yeah, that's what I call him is Grim Grimlock with the fin on his back. <laughs> but he shows up and he's talking about raiders, which I guess are a problem. And uh, Scourge, that's he's had enough. Yep, he thinks those damn raiders will just keep coming back unless they do something about them. So it's time for a new leader and a new order. And I think that escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah. He went from zero to 11 like that. Um, and Snarl, no, it's not Snarl, not Rhinox is, uh, he's saying, hey, hey, slow down, dude. Might doesn't make right. We're not trying to beat up everybody. But I'm like, well, then why were you training them to fight yeah. to become leaders? Oh, he's just doing that ancient Kung Fu master shit. Like, I'll teach you how to fight, but you must never fight. And uh, I want to fight you. Well, I will not fight you. Like Once yeah. you can take the pebble from my hand, you can yes. be the leader of Beastie Boy Planet. Anyway, um, we go back to Vector Prime and he reminds not Rhinox that, uh, Oh, because oh, not Rhinox is like, oh, Scourge turned evil and he ruled and blah, blah, blah. And Vector Prime is like, well, yeah, but he was he was uh, considered to Leo Breaker earlier. And back in the present, we're back with Leo Breaker and Snarl. And Leo Breaker's like, yeah, that's a great story, man. Now, let me tell you one. And back on Cybertron, when I was overhaul, I liked working alone. And then I found out that nobody trusted me or liked me or wanted to work with me. But <laughs> I didn't care because I liked working alone. I like that they actually cut to him. He like gets some commendation for Optimus. And then he's strutting through the hallways. And here's just two random voices. We, we never see who they are. But they're like... That that uh, overhaul sucks, man. I don't like yes. him. And the other says, "Hey, he's not too bad. Oh, he's a wild card. He wouldn't he wouldn't save us." And like, yeah, nobody wants to work with him. I hope I never have to go on a mission with him. Yeah, exactly. But but he doesn't take that as constructive criticism or try to change. He's like, "Well, fuck you, then. You think I'm a loner? I'll be a loner." And he just he's like he he never has a partner after that. Yep. And then the mission comes where he gets trapped in a cave in, I guess. Yeah. And he figured he was done for because he was working alone. And even though he liked working alone, he now he didn't like working alone, but he did it because he had to work alone. But uh, when he came to, Optimus was there to save him, and that day he learned that Optimus was always there for him, so he had never really been working alone. So Optimus is a stalker. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he's like, hey, I learned that day who my friends really are, and I think that's what I need to teach Scourge. I think that's what he's saying, is that he needs to show Scourge who his friends are? It was kind of an awkward line, but yeah, I kind of got the same thing. I think Scourge might need to be told the same thing, but now Optimus and Vector Prime are here, and uh, everybody apologizes to everybody else, and Optimus finally admits he needs to fight Scourge. So not Rhinox shows up in Scourge's court and says, hey, Optimus wants to fight you in battle, and Scourge is like, hey, well, why? What what made him change his mind? And then not Rhinox says something like, Optimus, he fights for peace and to save his planet like you used to do or something. I don't know. It convinces Scourge to fight him. But Scourge's boys get all in a snit over that comment. But Scourge tells him, all right, everybody calm down. Let him leave. Because before when he showed up, they're like, who dares come into our temple? And Scourge realizes who it is. And he's like, no, no, let him pass. You know, even though they're not really on speaking terms, he still has that respect for Backstop. And then we go back to Optimus, who finally acknowledges, Paul, what you and I have been saying from, I don't know, episode three, is that he says, look, I was wrong about ordering everybody to never interact with the planet's locals. Uh, what's important is that we seek out allies in these planets and work together. And that's what we've been saying since the beginning! <laughs> yeah, and every and he says everywhere we've gone, uh, 
all two planets so far, Earth and Speed Planet. <laughs> they found friends, and uh, when they battle Scourge, they'll do it for them. All right. Anyway, after this, we go to what is a fairly cool trucking shot of, like, it's panning across this temple. Sorry, not panning. It's trucking across this temple, and we end up with Scourge on his throne, and then Megatron just shows up, and he starts berating Scourge for accepting Optimus's challenge. Well, yeah, because Scourge has to answer his challenge, and Megatron... Is like, are fine, you know, have it your way. And he leaves through a portal. And then it, I went, I have pans written down, but I'm wondering, is this a trucking shot, panning shot? Because I don't know these things. But yeah, it goes over to Quick Starscream. lesson, quick lesson for everybody here. A pan is when the camera is stationary and the lens moves from left to right. So you're on a tripod. Uh, okay. A trucking shot is when the camera is pointing in one direction, but it's on like usually a dolly or a truck and it moves uh, left to right. It was a long walk, but he got there. Optimus finally agrees to fight Scourge. Except this was the obvious course of action from the start. Remember Speed Planet, where the only way to get the leader's respect was by racing? Well, here it's by fighting. Scourge even says that more than once. And Optimus sends Backstop as the messenger? Sure, it might be because he knows Scourge respects Backstop, and will listen to what his old master has to say. But you know who else Scourge respects now? Leo Breaker! And all Leo Breaker had to do to earn that respect was throw a few punches, didn't even have to win the fight. Which Optimus could have done that morning, just like Crumplezone said. But getting back to Backstop, what changed his mind all of a sudden? He spends the whole episode both in and out of flashbacks being the annoying kung fu master who teaches others to fight and then tells them not to fight. Now he's here to tell Scourge the fight is on and that Optimus fights for the same things he fought for once upon a time before he became a tyrant. So how does he know Optimus won't go down the same road Scourge did if he reminds him so much of Scourge? But he's known Optimus for what, a day, two days? How does he know Optimus won't become a tyrant and sit in his temple minding his own business until others come to him to pick fights because that's all... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Dip Pickers Podcast Show. This episode was honor with a U, except it really wasn't. Uh, Paul, what would you honor as well done? I kind of like what you said, how it's two of them telling the same story at the same time. That was kind of neat, but it really didn't move anything along. And it's basically just Optimus finally admitting what he should have known all along. Uh, but I like that. I liked, I mean, it took fucking 20 episodes to get here, but I do like that Optimus finally acknowledged, hey, sometimes yeah, at least I'm he wrong. said it out loud. Yeah. 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 There, yeah. He had to say it out loud. And, and, and it's, that's, you know, we have crossed that bridge now. I do like that. Yeah. Aside from that, no reason for Lori to come along. I don't know why they would want her to. There was, like, Bud being a kid, yeah, fun as always, but yeah, like you said, not a lot of story progression. I know we've talked about Beastie Boy Planet, the worry that it's going to take as long as as Velocitron. That may not be the case in the next episode we watch, which is Primal. If you want to go beast mode, you can email <laughs> the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. We didn't come to fight.